Did you have any kind of experience of radio before you? Not at all. And so whenever I was going around the Freshers' Fair, I was thinking, well, that's not something I could do because you need to be really techy. And I'm like terrible with technology, like the worst you've ever met. Tell me about it. I don't even know if this is (laughs) recording right now. We could just be talking to ourselves. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Queen's University Belfast Life at the Lanyon podcast. For those that don't know, the Lanyon building is sits right at the heart of the Queen's campus. It's one of the main buildings across the campus and across Belfast, and it is truly beautiful. So if you get the chance to, to see it, we really encourage you to do that. This podcast is going to give you a real insight into what Queen's is all about, what being a student at Queen's is all about, and it's also going to inform those all-important decisions that you're making about whether or not to come and study with us. My name is Raymond Miller, and I'm the Undergraduate Recruitment Officer here at Queen's. And today's episode is called Queen's SU, Your Student Life Starts Here. What about that for a title, guys? <laughs> um, I'm joined by a couple of guests. We're here with Emma and B, and I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. Yeah, so um, my name's Emma Murphy. I'm this year's um, Student Union President. Uh, I'm Fee Holland. I'm a final year uh, French and Portuguese student, and I work in the Students Union Marketing Team as well. Super. Thank you very much for being here, guys. It's uh, great to get an insight from two key uh, people within the Students' Union. Um, Emma, you the last time you were doing something like this, you were on stage with, let me remember here, Hillary Clinton, Senator George Mitchell, and our very own Vice-Chancellor, Professor Ian Greer. Um, how does this fall from grace feel <laughs> being, in, being in this studio? This is much more relaxed, I have to say. It's, it's like a lot less pressure compared to big speeches and everything. But um, no, yeah, it was a very cool so experience. To give context to this, we had a um, agreement 25. So it was 25 years post the Good Friday Agreement. And we had an event and Emma brilliantly spoke on stage to represent the Students' Union. So that was, I was at the event and I seen it. So it was brilliant. So well done. Um, but we're here to talk about the SU. Um, so... Student Union at Queen's, what does it actually do? You know, my understanding is that it's a, uh, it's for the students, it's led by the students. But Emma, can you give us kind of an overview of what the Student Union offers the students here at Queen's? Yeah, so um, the Students Union is led by six student officers every year. So those are students that are elected around March time and then they will come into office usually around the start of June, July every year. Um, and they kind of lead on different campaigns, fighting for change within the university and wider society in Northern Ireland. Um, but then also the Students Union has so many different departments within it that run different programmes, um, different kind of student-led changes are made through those kind of programs as well as volunteering Um, and then also we have the likes of the new Students Union building within One Elmwood um, where students will be able to use our shop, um, the bar upstairs, those are kind of some of the more popular areas on campus at the moment. So So it'd probably be fair to say it's, as I said, it's led by students for the students and it's there to kind of represent the student body through those mm-hmm. various services mm-hmm. and through the, the student officers. And we'll talk a wee bit more about those later. Mm-hmm. I suppose if someone's coming to study with us at Queen's, how do they actually become a member of the Students' Union? Is there a, like a sign-up thing that you do, B or Emma, or what, what way does it work? It's automatic. The yeah. minute you're a student, the, the union's there for you. You don't need to sign up. You don't need to join a club. You don't have to be on the council. Like They are there for you straight away. There's nothing that you need to do. Um, and the union's not going anywhere either. Like yeah. Whatever you need, they've got you. Happy days. Well, I mean, 
you don't have to sign up. You just become a Queen student and you're automatically a member. So that's that's good. Yeah. Um, you talked a wee bit about the services there, Emma. B, do you want to kind of expand upon those? Not in massive detail, mm. but just tell us what the actual additional things that the student union do. So there's the SU Voice, which is the student officers, but there are other services that they have as well. Yeah, so there is SU Volunteer and Advice as well, with, which kind of coincides with well-being. So Volunteer is probably my favourite part of the SU. Um, there's so many different programmes for like anything that you want to do, whether that's get out into the community or do something more within Queen's, like homework clubs. We have Handy Helpers. And that's a great way for students to meet people as well as do something productive in their free time and it's just great fun always that's that's my favorite for sure excellent and a bit of fun like that's what yeah. you want from from coming to uni yes you're focusing on your studies but having those additional services mm. is is great and again we'll speak about those in a bit more detail so if you're coming on campus you see the beautiful lanyon building life at the lanyon folks but also yeah. directly opposite our lanyon building is one elmwood and that's mm. where the students union is actually situated um what's it like in there emma it's really, really vibrant and the marketing team has done an amazing job of um, updating our student union brand and everything. So it's really visible within the building, all the different ways to access all the different services that we're talking about. But um, so the building, especially around lunchtime, completely full. Students are just in every different area, either studying, getting their lunch, chilling out using the pool table up in the lounge, all those different things. Um, but I then, can, Sorry, I can vouch for that because <laughs> I'm in the Lanyon building, that's where our offices are, uh -huh. and it's beautiful in there. But I love down across the road, walking through the student union. I think one of my favourite things is whenever you walk in, mm -hmm. there's a big staircase, and you can actually yeah. sit on that staircase and chill out. And wherever you're, you are on the staircase, you can kind of look back across the Lanyon building. So mm. it's really it's really picturesque. Hopefully we're, we're painting the, the picture for you here <laughs> if you haven't been um but it's a it's a beautiful facility and it's great that it's somewhere where students kind of hang out do you you guys are based in there b are you yeah so i'm in there most every day whether it's because i'm working i'm studying and i'm hanging out or i'm like part of my club i'm doing something there i just love it in there and we used to have a different building until this year and it's so nice to see the change of so many students can be in this big space you got people from everywhere every different school they're all hanging out it's great they're in the cafe they're in the bar they're studying it's amazing to see yeah it really is a wee hub a wee heart of campus mm. where everybody can come let's list off some things that are in there so because i'm gonna forget some <laughs> there's a new coffee shop that's just opened love social coffee yeah it's really good their avocado toast is amazing avocado toast yeah. i'm on mm. it next next break tomorrow morning <laughs> when i'm having a break i'm gonna get some avocado toast there is a shop mm -hmm. It's just like for your groceries, your everyday needs. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's food in the SU shop as well as kind of like Queen's merch and everything yeah. in it as well. Yeah. I'm staying on the bottom floor here. Mandela Hall. Mm. Tell us about Mandela Hall. What is it? It's a great venue. Um it's kind of been part of the student union history since I think the old building got renamed to Mandela Hall in the nineties. Um and it was really important that we kind of kept the name because it's kind of great but um I've been in it for different gigs comedy gig gigs um student union events as well as the likes of careers fairs and everything yeah. it's just great for how many different things can be held in that space and it's just like it's such a cool place to go to concerts and everything really as well like it's just an addition to the great venues we have across Belfast it's another mm. venue where comedians music artists come and do their thing 
I my favorite ever gig that I've been to mm-hmm. was in I haven't been to the new one yet, but in the old Mandela Hall, Mumford and Sons. I'm showing my age there. Probably the oh, guys wow. watching this won't even know who Mumford and Sons are. <laughs> but I went to a Mumford and Sons gig in there and it was unbelievable. It I was went to literally my, bouncing. Yeah, I went to my first gig there when I was 13, which was like Wow. With, a, with an adult with a responsible adult. <laughs> everyone else that like works in there is just like you're just such a baby compared yeah. to there's some people in our finance department that's been working there like 39 yeah, years. <laughs> so yeah. They're just like <laughs> oh no it's, it's, but it's a brilliant brilliant venue mm-hmm. um, so going up then we have different offices and uh, on the top floor there is the student union bar what sort of stuff happens in there B I'm sure as a student you're hanging out there sometimes yeah spend a, a fair bit of time there as well it's another great space where you can hang out there's a beautiful outdoor terrace I love it there especially now the weather is really nice it's sort of like a bit of a greenhouse there's yeah. like glass so it's really warm as well and they have things on every night from like bingo to quizzes to music and then the bar is pretty cool because they can split it in two and there's like a little section um that's called the wee bar and clubs can like rent it out or you can book it with your friends you can do all sorts it's great um so people will help hold little events in there as well it's lovely excellent excellent that sounds good i go up there for uh pizza sometimes yes um the lovely pizza they have those wee ovens and stuff so yeah great great facility is where the student union is based let's chat a wee bit more now about the actual services the student mm. union provide mm-hmm. Yourself, Emma, you're the Students' Union president. Um, there are various roles that people can do as part of... It's the committee? Is that how it's... Or you guys, the six officers, how are you yeah. guys kind of defined? Um, just student officers? Just student officers, okay. yeah. And there's six of you guys? Mm-hmm. So you're the president and who else kind of falls in um, with you there? Yeah, so in terms of our officers this year, um, we have the student officer for education, the student officer for um, postgraduate, students um, the student officer for equality and diversity the student officer for campaigns engagement and then we usually do have a student officer for welfare as well and then in terms of kind of student voice and the way that other students can get involved is through lots of different ways so if you're a student that's interested in kind of creating an academic change we would recruit over about 800 students to be academic reps so either kind of like at a class level, a school level or a faculty level. These are students that will volunteer to kind of raise the student voice on issues specifically to do with their academic studies. And those are roles separate from the officers, but they're then they're volunteering roles to help kind of on the ground at an academic level. Yeah. And it's good that students have that opportunity to have that voice because, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be doing a course and there may be things you kind of disagree with and it's having that um, ability to, to challenge that a wee bit if that's mm-hmm. what you want to do so they would then kind of report to you guys or, or chat with you guys about the changes they yeah, potentially but want to they'll see. be most closely linked to usually the student officer for education and the student officer for postgraduate students just because they'll be the people that will train them up give them advice support them throughout the year um, and then there's also different we've we've had part-time officers in the past but in the next year, we have student um, chairs of associations that we're creating. So um, there'll be students elected, have already been elected into those positions to represent um, women, ethnically diverse students, international students. Um, all of those different groups will then be created next year, um, which is another great way of kind of giving feedback to us on the issues that are affecting those students in particular. That's good that you're moving that forward. And 
are those roles, those associate roles, are those going to be full time or part time, similar to the? They're part time as, well. as well. Um, so it's it's an easy enough one to do alongside your studies. Like we kind of, for all of the voluntary roles, kind of keep them at a guideline around four hours a week, something like that. Yeah. Um, so it's handy for getting volunteering accreditations. Mm. I kind of got them in my undergrad for um the different degree plus programs and I think it's future ready skills now. Yeah. Um showing my age of being <laughs> an undergrad. But um it, it kind of gives you a great kind of experience and develops your skills. I was a school rep myself. I came to some student councils um and I was quite heavily involved with peer mentoring in my school as well and all of those different experiences develop my skills for me to get involved more in the students union and then get more positions within it that were full-time paid roles. So suppose to kind of summarize if you want to stand up for what you believe in mm -hmm. there are means in which you can kind of make a change across campus mm -hmm. and through those course reps, school reps, associates and then as student officers and some are voluntary, some are paid roles and the, what's the benefit? It makes the university the place you wanted to be. And as you just said there, you can gain great skills from that. You know, I'm sure in a year of being president, you've gained loads of new skills. Mm -hmm. um, so that is something that is really a benefit of, of getting involved with SU Voice. Okay, on our podcast here, we do a little myth buster section. Mm -hmm. So we've got a few myths here that we're going to try and chat through. And if you think they're true or if you disagree with them, we can have a chat about it. So first one I'm going to say is that the Students' Union is completely separate from the university. Emma, I think you're probably the best yeah. place to answer that one. <laughs> um, so it's complicated, but at, um, in very simple terms, um, in terms of how we campaign, run our services, um, all of those different decisions that we make, um, they're quite autonomous from the university. So we'll decide our own budgets and things like that. Um, and it kind of means that as student officers, we can campaign on the issues that are affecting students and there there isn't any kind of necessary uh, like sign off from the university on any of that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, but also in terms of some of the services that we run, so the likes of the shop and the bar, um, those are actually owned by the university. So yeah. um, it varies across different student unions across the UK and Ireland, but um. In terms of funding, we're funded by the university, but um, independent in the way that we run things as well. I think that summarises it pretty well. Um, thanks for that. The B will give you this myth. So yeah. the Students' Union doesn't influence the wider university decisions. What would kind of be your um, experience of that? Do you think the university, mm. the union does influence things? Or would you say the university um, has the final say? Yeah, I think there's definitely influence. So like I've been on the council this year and we've put through so many motions to mandate or lobby the university to do something, whether that was supporting strikes or, um, you know, changing something that we want to see change, whether that's academic or social. Um, the university does stay in contact with the students union and take um, the students wishes forward to have a conversation I think Emma spends a lot of time in those discussions so yeah definitely there's an influence there and again that's good it's good that the students have a voice and they're able to make change if they if they see fit okay last one here uh, Emma student officers can't really achieve anything in one year because as you mentioned it's mm -hmm. a one-year role as a student officer can you actually get anything done in a year 
Um, so something that I've been able to work on quite heavily is kind of the different cost of living supports that the university's put in place this year. Um, so from direct lobbying from myself and the other student officers um, within this year, we've been able to introduce payments for all students, um, as well as a lot of different programs, such as the pantry in the mm. um, ground floor of One Elmwood, which is kind of providing um, free food. We've done free breakfast before Christmas as well. So the university's like put up around 5.6 million back into student um, pockets. So. And that's such a such a brilliant initiative. A few students actually that we had on the podcast were telling, like off screen, mm-hmm. were telling me about that, and they were like, "It's amazing. They can mm-hmm. go and whenever you know it's towards the end of the month or they're finding it a bit tough, they can go and get free food in the in the union." So that's a brilliant initiative that has supported the students. So things do get done then in a year. You're not just uh, you know yeah. just waiting until you're leaving again. You're you're being proactive and getting the necessary things done for the students. Yeah, there's there's definitely projects that will take longer times and and the likes of um guarantor schemes for students that's something that we've been lobbying for for many years but this year we've been able to sign up sign off on that and the university is going to kind of implement that in accommodation so it's it's both big projects like cost of living that have been able to be done in a better year but then there's things that we'll continually work on as well handing from one officer to the other over the years as well Okay, so we've chatted a lot there about student voice. That's a big part of the mm. of the student union. The next kind of service I want to touch on is SU Advice. So my understanding is that it's a free service, uh, independently run, offers uh, help and support to students that need it. B, do you want to tell us a wee bit more kind of about SU Advice? Yeah, I think it's a great service. That it's available to all students, and they have drop-in clinics. Um, so you know you can pop in if you need advice on something real quick. But you can also um, arrange to sit down and meet with somebody to talk about something specific if you need sort of longer term advice and then I know plenty of people that have used the service that gets you I think it's six free counseling sessions which has been really really helpful for people and then from there you know they can refer you to continue with those things so advice are great and I always recommend people to get in touch with them whether that's with exam stress general stress or any worries really they're there and they're so lovely as well the people it's great yeah they're not they're not really defined by what they can offer they have they have things that they can offer uh, and support with and if they can't help you directly they have links with other yeah they can signpost you to the right places to get you the help you need so they're always the people to go to i think at least definitely and some of our student ambassadors who worked on an event for us actually, they ha- were having some issues with the, it was something fairly simple, but they're having issues with the boiler in their house mm-hmm. and they didn't know what to do. They couldn't get in contact with the landlord and they went to SU Advice and within a couple of days, they got somebody out to, to sort that for them. So it's just wee things like that, yeah. but it can also be bigger things that are going on, whether it is stress or anxiety or, mm. you know, exam stress or accommodation or money worries or whatever it is. Um, SU Advice are, are there and I've experienced that th- through the students that have uh, worked with us and I'm sure you guys have seen it too across the campus that people are using that service yeah, yeah really, definitely. Really well. they have really close links to well-being which is also in one element so it's it's easy for them to um, kind of almost across the across. floors to mm. refer them across yeah next thing I want to chat about then is SU Volunteer obviously it's volunteering for mm-hmm. certain programs uh, across the city. Can you give me a few examples of things that people actually do in terms of SU Volunteer? 
Yeah, I would spend a lot of time with SU Volunteer covering it for the students to get as many people involved as possible. And there's all sorts of things from handy helpers, which, you know, they go out into the community um, and make changes from tree planting to alleyway cleanups in the Holy Lands after Paddy's Day, um, which was actually covered by um, the one show, which was really exciting, Um, to homework clubs that have links with local schools and they will help them with their studies, often related to the course that you're doing. And then there's also things that are just a little bit more community-based within the SU within the university so they put on events like come down and have some pizza and chat about what what could we volunteer on what could we do there's always opportunities and it's great to see there's actually a really high level of engagement and it's lovely. I can imagine because I mean quite philosophical here but generally people are good people they want to help each other and to have those opportunities right on your doorstep at a time you know at university you're you've time to explore that and do different things so to get involved in those opportunities is, is a brilliant thing. Mm. Um, what do people kind of get out of it, would you say? Obviously, you're helping your community, you're mm. making it a better place. But I would imagine there's skills and stuff that you can learn from taking these opportunities through volunteering. Yeah, and I think that the reason that there is such kind of like high engagement levels with all of the different um, programs that they run is that there's so many options that mm. are um kind of one-off sessions as well so the likes of handy helpers or there's the jump in program that if students are already volunteers it's kind of more of like uh it can go from beginner to the more advanced level so they'll kind of offer different training sessions that are really targeted to student volunteers with experience as well and so it's kind of those different skills but then also I think that students that attend those sessions really get the well-being benefit to it and mm. um, like I was on the tree planting session and some of the different um cleanup sessions as well and it just means that for a certain amount of hours you're getting out of the house you're kind of yeah. usually in nature doing things that benefit you as well as you kind of get you talking to new people as well so yeah, yeah. and I like I've done a bit of volunteering work myself not through the student union mm-hmm. but not in a selfish way, but you do get a buzz out of mm-hmm. taking up volunteering opportunities. You're helping other people. It's kind of, it can't be a bad thing by, by doing those. So we encourage you to get involved. And if there's any kind of things, any of the programs you heard about there and you want more information about, I assume they're all on the Student Union website and you can find yeah. out more information there. Perfect. The fourth thing then that the Student Union kind of offers is the SU Enterprise. So this is for our Alan Sugars of the world. <laughs> yeah. maybe, he, maybe he's a bit old school. What do you call that guy that does Diary of a CEO? Oh, I can't remember. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm, uh, or let, let me think. What do you call your guy in Dragon's Den? Peter. Oh. I'm so bad with I can only think sorry. of Deborah Maiden. Deborah Maiden, <laughs> go with that. There. If you want to be a future Deborah Maiden or you want to be a future <laughs> Alan Sugar, SU Enterprise is kind of where you would go. Yeah. Um, People listening and watching this are like, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> yeah, we tried to find a young one and we didn't get it there. <laughs> yeah. If you want to be a business person, SU Enterprise, what what kind of do they do? What's their role within the student union be? SU Enterprise really is about like lifting up the students' ideas. You can go to them through the year, they run programs, whether that's things like Innovate Her, where you're sitting down with women who are interested in business or already have a business and they, you know, work through what it is to run a business give advice talk with other business leaders or um we did uh dragon's den recently where 
loads of students came and pitched their ideas to win funding for their already was, was set up. Was Maiden at that one? Or <laughs> she, she wasn't actually, no. but <laughs> maybe next year, you yeah. never know. Um, so they came and they pitched their ideas um, or what they're already running to get some extra funding. So when we did the SU Awards the other week, we got to, you know, announce who had won these, these fundings. And that was so exciting to see students, you know, going places with their ideas with our help was it was amazing and and just on that one so yeah. do they get funding did it's not like an investment like you would see in the drive then they literally just get a sum of money and they mm -hmm. have pitched as to what they're going to do with that money and then they they get it and they they progress their business that's really yeah. cool you know so if you do have a you know if you're coming to uni and you're thinking about starting a business that maybe even has nothing to do with your course like it doesn't necessarily have to be related mm -hmm. there are kind of funding opportunities competitions yeah. advice that you can get to really enhance your business 100 percent. sounds great it's, it's amazing are there examples of any business that might be putting you guys on the spot you might not know these but are there any businesses that have you know started and went into fruition through uh, SG Enterprise that you know of maybe you know of I went to a really cool thing recently where one of our I believe she's a postgrad um was is running an acupuncture um business and so she was doing a little like taster and she was doing a series of tasters where students could come and get a little bit of acupuncture in their ears um so I went along to that to go and see it and that was so exciting to see something that she's trained in she's really passionate about and then Enterprise has helped her put on some free sessions for people to learn more about to get involved with it Brilliant. was it was amazing because it was just something that I never thought a student would be doing yeah mm. no that's great and I suppose if if we do have budding business people that are listening to this and they're thinking about coming to the Queens the support there to continue your business is totally in place so that's yeah. brilliant Okay, so that's the fourth thing that the students in you do. The fifth main thing, and correct me if I've missed anything, <laughs> but it's clubs and societies. And mm -hmm. We're not going to go into too much detail about clubs and societies because we do have a separate podcast specifically about that because there's over 220. So we're going to go into a bit more detail around those. But I suppose from a clubs and societies perspective from you guys, have you been in any? Are you currently in any? What's your kind of thoughts about clubs and societies? I think this year has been great to see them back up and running in general because they've had, um, I think it's nearly, if not already, on about like 15,000 um, members of clubs and societies, which is like, I think, the top we've ever had, yeah. which is amazing after COVID. Um, but whenever I was studying um, in my first year, I was kind of a member of art society. So I just got to go and paint every week. And it yeah. was really cool. They had like all the different materials and all ready for you. So that was really like nice to be part of but then in my second year I was president of the English Society so I was studying English um, and then was the president that year so ran loads of different events like we did poetry and pints which was kind of like a poetry reading but in the SU bar that was so popular and it's I it's still <laughs> like one of like their main things so that's really nice to see them yeah. do that um, and then the formal things like that so yeah mm, yeah my main thing is Queen's Radio so we have a radio studio in the SU um, which is really exciting you can do live shows you can do podcasts and you can do all sorts of other things like they put on gigs in the Mandela sometimes um, and I've been doing that for four years. I sort of started my first week at university and just fell in love with it. Um, it's mm -hmm. my favorite thing to do. Like if I'm not in the SU studying, I'm in the, in the radio studio. 
Did you have any kind of experience of radio before you? Not at all. No. And so whenever I was going around the Freshers Fair, I was thinking, well, that's not something I could do because you need to be really techy. And I'm like terrible with technology, yeah. like the worst you've ever met. And Tell me about <laughs> it. I don't even know if this is recording right now. Hopefully. We could just be talking to ourselves. <laughs> and so I ended up going to the Freshers Fair and just chatting to somebody and sort of saying, it's do I need to know anything about this? And they train you up. They teach you everything. This is the great thing about clubs and societies is for almost all of them, I believe you don't need any experience. And that's great because you've got like societies like the skydiving club, you know, you probably don't have experience in that. You, you don't need to know anything. They're going to teach you. They're going to train you. They're going to do it with you until you feel ready to do it yourself. And now four years later, I'm training people to do it. And I I didn't know what I was looking at when I first walked into the studio. So that's been one of my favorite things through university. Brilliant. So getting getting skills, getting experience. You don't need to have any prior experience. Yeah. And there's over 220 different clubs and societies that you mm. can actually choose from. So another amazing thing. So let me see if I can remember all these. Let's summarize. SU Voice, standing up for what you believe in, making mm. a change on campus. SU Enterprise, if you have any business skills, you, they can help develop those. SU Volunteer, so taking part yeah. in volunteering opportunities. SU Advice, so free, mm. independent, help and support anytime you need it. And then finally, SU Clubs and Societies. So if you don't want to get involved with the student union after hearing all that, I don't know what is going to convince you because it is an amazing place. And I suppose just to finish off the podcast here, I'm going to put you on the spot. Could you describe your experience of the student union at Queen's in three words? Emma, what do you reckon? Could you do three um, words? Inclusive, fun, and to be sappy, I'd probably say life-changing because it kind of has changed my life. So, I mean, yeah. that's a pretty good advocate <laughs> for student union. <laughs> Bay, what yeah. about you? Uh, interactive because I don't think there's a part of the students union I haven't been involved with over the four years I've been here uh, fun I just have a great time with whatever I'm doing there and supportive you know I think that's really important that you can just go to the SU for anything you need amazing guys thank you so much for that I think we'll all give ourselves a round of applause we got through <laughs> that one um, brilliant lovely hearing your insight Thank you all for watching and for those that are listening. It's great to have you to, for our, our latest episode here. And if you do want any more information about the Students' Union, you can email our team on studentrecruitment at qub.ac.uk and we can certainly pass on any questions or queries that you have yeah. about the Students' Union. Um, have a great day, folks. Hopefully you've enjoyed that and we hope to see you all on the next episode of Life at the Lanyon podcast. <laughs>